Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello. It is July, July 19th, and uh, this is Ursula Pottinger, and I'm here with my good friend and business partner, Anne Betts. And we are Be Above Leadership, and this is our Blog Talk radio show. And today, we are talking about exactly where we are, which is in the summer. So it's sort of like relaxing, exciting, can't wait for it to be over. Uh, it's summer. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we're in the middle. We're like in the middle of summer. It's July 18th, and... We just sort of thought, you know, you know, so what we do at Be Above Leadership is we really look at, I mean, our, our leg, our, what's the word, like our history or our origin stories, Ursula and I bonded over a discovery of consciousness that had been part of us since we were both little girls. And, you know, years ago, we uh, put together this work around helping people move up the ladder of consciousness. And we like to say that when we first started doing this about 12 years ago, we've been together for about 16, we couldn't, you know, like we were having a blast, people were having transformation, but we couldn't get arrested. My ex-husband used to say, you know, this is really great. You have this, when are you going to move beyond the little loyal band of converted so, you know, six, seven, maybe seven years ago, we, neuroscience kind of poked us on the back of the neck and wouldn't particularly pick me and wouldn't leave me alone, and I dragged Ursula into it kicking and screaming. But there is a fundamental truth about who we are, which is that we are two women devoted to the question of what is it to continue to grow in consciousness? Mm, yeah, I love I love what you're saying, and I really love that you're saying we're bonded over it because it is so true <laughs> that this that this journey into consciousness, the discovery, the creation of uh, what then became the seven levels of effectiveness, our effectiveness and consciousness model, it really became and still is the glue that sort of holds it all together for the most profound questions as well as for what is seemingly mundane which sort of includes like you know talking about summer it sort of feels a little mundane but looked through the lens of consciousness it takes on a different flavor well and i think what you're pointing to ursula is that everything that comes our way is fuel for the fire and we can either just live our lives like nothing matters or we can live our lives like everything matters. And, you know, the, the ultimate question of who's right about that is we don't know because we don't know. Um, we all just have an opinion. Does everything matter? Does nothing matter? Is something in between? I just find it vastly more entertaining and helpful and ultimately peaceful and, and joyful to live my life as if everything matters including this question of who am I being about summer and where am I in terms of my, of consciousness and what does uh-huh. that even mean? Uh-huh. So, and does that have anything to do with neuroscience? And, and, you know, I've been very in this kind of question and that 
one of the things that I've seen, and this is more just big picture, and then we will go to we will go to summer <laughs> where I know you want to go. But there's sort of a big picture question here where it's this it's a question of can you really engage with questions that are ultimately a mystery and ultimately spiritual questions from the perspective of science, or does something get lost when you do that? And um, I've lately been in more conversations where I've gotten more pushback. Maybe it's because I live in Santa Fe, which is a height of, you, as somebody said, you can't walk down the street without bumping into a shaman. Um, you know, this question of, <laughs> really, which is awesome. I love that. I love that being able to be in this mystery. But so, Ursula, what's your take on that? Does, does talking about science kill the magic? No, just like talking about the magic doesn't kill the science. So I think there is something... You heretic? That's heresy. <laughs> science is science and magic is magic and let's all vote which side of the room we're going to be on. Well, and you know, it's this kind of voting for one or the other that I think when we get the bigger picture of consciousness, I actually think that fades away because we can be with more paradox and with more questions. Mm. We can be with the seemingly illogical and the the reality and the research, and we can put it all together into this beautiful bouquet of flowers that we can look mm. at and enjoy without feeling one side of the voting room has to be right and therefore the other side is wrong. Because I don't yeah. think they exist like that. They they don't. I don't think so either. I think it's, um, I love the image of a bouquet of flowers. Well, so when I think about science and summer and consciousness, one of the places I immediately go to, Ursula, is this idea of summer can be, depending on where you are, either a bit overstimulating or a bit understimulating. So let's talk uh -huh. about that a little bit and look to see where that fits with the seven levels. Uh -huh. So how's your summer? Are you, are you overstimulated? Are you understimulated? What do I even mean when I say that? Well, uh, it's a, that's a really good question that I have been asking myself uh, for the better <laughs> part of the have. last two weeks, you know. Um, I bet you so have. As, <laughs> so just to give you a little bit of, uh, to, to our listeners, to give you a little bit of, a, uh, you know, a picture, I am uh, currently in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I, my husband and I and our dog uh, live full-time in Florida, but uh, this summer, July and August, we've chosen to spend um, in the northern parts of uh, Minneapolis because our daughter and son-in-law are expecting our second grandchild. Mm. So we are here with our camper. So this is sort of in itself I find fascinating because camping for me in in my brain camping lives in the in the place of uh, relaxing uh turning off ele um the electronics turning off you know the computer reading walking and reflecting mm. well when you're two months when you're two months in camper that just ain't gonna happen because yeah. Unless you are in unless you're in Norway where in August everything stops, 
<laughs> you know, here it doesn't. So I've struggled a little bit with this expectation that I've had, oh, we're going camping in Minneapolis and this is so cool and this will be so relaxing with, well, hold on a minute, life, business, my clients and everything else keeps moving, including looking after a very pregnant daughter. And so mm-hmm. I'm in this, um, you know, I'm in this in-between place. I am yeah, stimulated, like a... overstimulated. Yeah. And I'm constantly trying to and find understimul- just right. Yeah, exactly. Ah, and a little understimulated too, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, there's a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm, it, it sounds like I'm, you know, it feels like I'm constantly moving the dial. I can feel myself going over to too much, too much stimulation. Now it's too much going on and I'm dialing back. And I have to be really kind of mindful not to dial it back too much because then it's like, oh, now what am I doing? Well, and I think there's sort of a, you know, I want to talk a little bit more about this. And one of the things we've done other blog talks about this, and I have a, there's a, um, blog post out on my site, yourcoachingbrain.wordpress.com. If you just search for the Goldilocks of the brain, what you'll see is this is more of the science behind this idea of stimulation and that our brains need a certain amount of stimulation or stress in order to actually be functioning well. And I think one of the things that happens for people in summer, um, it's, it's this whole idea of what – Stress changes, well, let me just, I feel like I'm all over the place, but one thing that happens, let me just go here and focus, is that we can be understimulated because the Uh world kind of goes into vacation mode, depending on where you live. This is very geographical, even within the United States, different countries are different. As Ursula said, there are some European countries where, Forget trying to do anything in August. Everybody's at the lake or the ocean or wherever they are. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm working, I've got friends right now that are working to wanting to move business, businesses forward. And, and it is a time of year that Ursula and I have seen after being in business for 16 years. I hate to make up beliefs that are, you know, could be limiting and yet it does seem like people are often more reluctant to commit in the summer. And once September uh-huh. 1st hits, it's like everybody's back in work mode. So, all right, uh-huh. now let's go. Let's get focused. And that can be understimulating for some of us who are excited about what we're doing. You know, that can be understimulating over the summer and even put us in this place of feeling like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Does that make sense yeah. from your perspective or so? I yeah, it makes total sense, and and you know to the point of when I am, or even especially you and I, when we are wanting to move stuff forward in regards to the above leadership, and everything is sort of like from these different corners, I'm getting, oh, I'm you know on vacation for the next weeks. Oh, you can't talk to me in the next three weeks. I am actually go to a place of fear and frustration and judgment. I go like, well, what the yeah. heck? I want to make movement and move forward. And where are all? Where are you all, you people? <laughs> right. And and then I think there is that piece too. I just want to bring in the other side that for some people, and I've certainly got coaching clients now. My son is 
grown and off having his own summer in western Massachusetts. But for some people, the kids are home. We're running mm-hmm. around. There's this. Mm-hmm. There's relatives from out of town. There's this vacation, that vacation, day camp, take the dog to the groomer. There's all of this stuff, plus sometimes also having to have a, a, a full-time job. And it's this thing about, and then the, the added pressure of this idea, at least in northern hemisphere areas, mm-hmm. like summer is precious. And we'd better yes. darn make this a good one, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think your uh, distinction of where people live is is valuable. And I I really pondered this, you know, because we live in Florida. And here in Minneapolis, often people ask me, how is your summer going? You know, are you having a great summer? And I'm sort of like almost sort of looking around, you know, it's like, I'm not quite sure what they're talking about because I want to I want to say <laughs> well it's like my October goes or like my January goes I mean really yeah. you know I do now what I do in the winter but I have to realize that it's different because I live in Florida and I don't have this contrast well you know of and having I think, to squeeze it Right, because I think what it brings up, and I've even noticed a difference in Minnesota versus Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I'll tell you why. I think what starts happening for us, and this at least feels true for me, when I lived in Minnesota, um, the summer is short there, and it's this feeling of scarcity, like sun and warmth and play and fun and connection with people is scarce uh-huh. and that would put me into a bit of anxiety about uh-huh. I better get every moment out of the fun of this summer and I think that can also create this I don't want to work and uh, for me sometimes a little bit of being out of balance because it was being motivated by fear which is more of a below-the-line energy and is level two in our seven levels of effectiveness, rather than joy or resonance, which would be more above the line. Mm, Scarcity really puts us point. into fear. Yeah. Now, what's and, interesting is... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, 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 I can face this thought. Um, well, what I was going to say was sort of in contrast with so Santa Fe... We have longer season. We have a longer season. So it starts getting warm in March. It's a little unpredictable. It doesn't get cold until really, you know, November, December. So there, it doesn't feel like, you know, and even in the winter, you can go for a hike. You can find nice days. You can be in mm-hmm. short sleeves sometimes. You can have 60 degrees in January. So this feeling of like, oh, my God, outside time is, and warmth is precious and scarce. I don't feel that here. So I don't feel the anxiety around make every minute mm-hmm. count, you know, mm-hmm. how many date times did I get to the beach that I used to feel in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I want to tell our listeners, so we are talking now uh, about uh, the three levels that we call below the line, hopelessness, fear, and frustration, versus above the line on the seven levels, which is courage, engagement, innovation, and synchronicity. And one thing we know is that depending where you are on the seven levels, 
that is what creates your actions. That's that's the motivator uh, in in right. your sort of like here's what I do because I am being you know I'm being here. So I uh, this is what really um, fascinates me about what you are saying because when we take make then we make a summer plan from fear or frustration or this desperation, oh my God, you know, this is not going to last very long. That will have a very different quality uh, versus from this abundant, creative place where we really know that this experience that we're wanting can be created 12 months of the year, even if it doesn't mean we're in yeah. Well, this is interesting because you're talking about one of our favorite things to talk about, which is form versus experience. Mm -hmm. And in the below the line levels, I know I get more concerned with how things, like the form of things, rather than just how does it feel. And sometimes it's sort of like, okay, did we go? Did we have a cookout at the beach? Well, we did. Maybe it wasn't that fun, but we did it. We did what you're supposed to do in summer for yeah, fun. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Which, yes. You know, I maybe could have had as much fun in the winter having people over for a card party, you know, if I'm really locked into how do I want to feel. The other thing that I would say about the below the line levels, hopelessness, fear and frustration is that when I'm there, that's how I see the world. And so I'm thinking about summers where I'm not saying I was totally in fear and I don't think most of our listeners are. It's more just like it had a little bit of a tinge to it of like, is it good enough? Am I doing it right? Did I give my children all of the right experiences or did I, Uh oh my God, I didn't teach them how to sail. And when I'm in fear, which would have been, more my default about summer, um, I'm noticing, one of the other things I'm noticing, Ursula, is I'm comparing myself to everyone. I'm comparing Mm. myself to the other moms. I'm asking everyone, how's your summer going? And they're saying, oh, my God, we spent a week in Tuscany. And I'm thinking, why aren't we spending a week in Tuscany? You know, they won. They won the summer thing. And maybe that's frustration, but they won and I lost, right? Oh, yes. Oh, that is is so, so true. Well, here's the interesting thing. I mean, this really speaks to me because, you know, right now, you know, I'm really working really hard. I mean, I'm doing laundry for Jesse and Andy and Kennedy. You know, I'm looking after house and garden and, you know, because, I mean, she is, you know, she is ready to have this baby and she's huge and, <laughs> yeah. and uncomfortable and yeah. constantly tired. So I, you know, yeah. I'm working Ugh. really hard. And so this comparison is even sneaking in here. It's going like, well, you thought you're going to sit by the fireside and, and your camper and you're going to read a book. Well, you haven't picked up a book in like two weeks. So yeah. it's this, it's that comparison, this, this little bit of fear, this little bit of frustration, rather than looking at the experience of saying, but this is Mm. exactly the experience you wanted. You Mm. wanted to serve. You wanted to Mm. help. This is the point. This is why you're here. Oh, and and I just, you know, thinking about that, I remember reading something a while ago, back to research and, and, you know, 
um, some of my more spiritual friends don't always think that research is helpful or valuable, but you know, I've I have found it like has opened things up for me as long as I don't you know worship at its feet, but use it appropriately. And I remember seeing this study that said, and this was so true. And I have used this as a way to uh, filter decisions. And the study said, we are often happier with the money we spend on experiences than the money we spend on things. We tend to regret Mm. more the shit we buy, excuse my language, but we don't regret as much the experiences. And I think about, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the places that this has shaped my life and my summers is that I have just told myself I'm going to create experiences with Noah, my now 21-year-old. And one of the things I did at the beginning of this summer is I went out to Williamstown where he lives and we got him a car and we spent some time and we talked and talked and talked and hiked and did long drives. And it was, you know, and I'm getting him a car, so there was some expense with that. And, you know, and it was, um, I remember I had to rent a car and it's summertime, so the car rental was like $500 for like four days, I couldn't believe it. But you know what? I don't regret that. Mm-hmm. I don't regret any uh-huh. of that. That was, you know, an experience with my boy. And I think about hiking with him in the woods and the deep conversation we were having about gender bias. And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking that is, pre- that is precious. You can't, you can't put a price tag on that. And mm-hmm. yet... When I'm in fear, it's like, oh, could I really afford it? Should I do this? Is there another way? And then I, you know, on the other end of things, I just think, oh, God, this is memories. This is, and that's what I think about for you, like this memory of of doing Mm -hmm. the laundry while Jessie's Jessie's got her big tummy on the couch, you know, waiting for the Yeah, exactly. You've got the right picture, right? You've got the right picture. Oh, shoot. I, you know, having a child in in late May and it was a hot spring that year, I remember that and I'm thinking I can't, just roll me over into a pool. Um, So there's this, (laughs) what is... What's the ex- when we go more above the line, and, and one of the reasons, I'm going to give everybody a practical reason, back to the science. When we, the more we go above the line into courage, engagement, innovation, and even synchronicity, one of the things that happens is we get more access to integration between the two hemispheres of our brain. And one of the ways that they look at the world is the left hemisphere is very concerned with form, how things look, how things are supposed to be. Whereas the right hemisphere is only, it doesn't, it can't even conceptualize form. It's about experience. How does this feel? And the more we go above the line, the more we're able to bring those together and let this right hemisphere knowing lead and be able to keep asking, what's the experience I want? I want to feel connected Mm -hmm. to my son. I want to feel of service to my child. I want to feel joyful with my family. I want to feel um, peaceful and easy. And when we tap into these kind of questions and then make our decisions, the shoulds and the comparison and the, you know, oh, my God, did I give my children art lessons, dancing lessons, sailing lessons, and horseback riding this summer – becomes 
well, if that's the, then the question is, well, yes, if that's the experience you want, but if you want to feel connected to your family, maybe all the lessons are not the way. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're bringing in, you know, do I want to feel connected? Do I want to be, do I want to feel at peace? Do I want to feel mm. grounded? Do I want to mm. feel spacious? I mean, you know, as soon mm. as you say these words, I can feel my mm. whole body relaxing. So here's interesting. Mm. Here's something interesting. Two and a half year olds have this figured out. <laughs> because Kennedy, <laughs> grandchild number because one being our favorite two and a half year old. Yeah, my favorite two-and-a-half-year-old in the world, that smart little cookie, she doesn't care about the shoulds. So when mom is trying to drag her outside because she should be outside, she simply says no because she prefers to put her teddy bears and her dollies to sleep on the carpet with all the blankets, and she doesn't want to drag them outside. So for her, it's all about experience. <laughs> she, she doesn't care if we drag her to Disney, although Disney is wonderful for certain aged children. But she doesn't care. She's quite happy in the, you know, public splash bed and a hot dog. I was going to say, you know, what? <laughs> Watching the watching the little you know uh, the in celebration there's that wonderful fountain where the things bubble up and you can't yep. quite predict where they're going to bubble up and and she could probably be happy there for two hours, and yet we think sometimes I know you don't but it's sort of like oh I need to give them everything and and mm-hmm. I think there is a way with children to to watch and even ask these questions. And maybe in a different way, but in saying, you know, I don't say to Noah what's the, although I have said to him, what's the experience you want? And then he looks at me like I have three heads, but <laughs> he's used to having, he's used to having a coach, a, as an, an amateur neuroscientist as a mother. Um, but I have asked him, you know, what, what is it like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out there to see you. So how do you want that to feel? What do you want to, how do we, what do we, what do you want? You know, and mm-hmm. I try to stay away from sort of coachy words like what's the experience you want and, you know, and, and, but really go into, you know, what I'm looking for is what is this, how do you want this to feel? And, and he's, you know, and we, he very clearly said, well, I'd like to get the car thing out of the way right away. I don't want to spend the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I want to be outside and I've got some work to do and I need your help moving in. So, and, and so we ended up having this time together that worked for both of us because we were constantly mm-hmm. looking at what was the experience we wanted, what did we want and need from each other, and checking in and, and being able mm-hmm. to say, you know, I want to I feel like we, sh- I, you know, I said to him, I want to feel like we, you know, shared some experiences. And he said, yeah, and I want to feel like I've got a good start on my project. Okay, good. So mm-hmm. that meant I needed to go do some stuff by myself, which is great. And I went shopping, and which he doesn't want to do with me anyway. Um, and there's this way of, in coaching, we call it designing the alliance. And that sounds so, like, formal. But I think it can be very informal. And I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't even really thinking it. It's become a way of life for me, and I think for you as well, Ursula. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. 
to just sort of check in on what do you need, what do I need, where does this fit, and letting experience rather than what it should look like drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that is a really that's a really good advice, and and there are various I think various words we can use to describe you know experience feel. What would you like? What would make this a good day? What would make this a good week? Mm. Um, what do you, you need? Know, what do you need? What do you need? What's important? You know, what's important about today? Oh, you know, I love what would that. you love? You know, what would you like to do? What that. would be fun? You know, those We're are just questions that, that point to the same thing, basically. They do. I think those are brilliant. And I think about, you know, a family getting together to talk about vacation and saying, you know, what would make this great? And being transparent and honest about rather than assuming everyone is supposed to know what you need and then being disappointed because you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And saying, you know, yeah. what is your idea of a great vacation? What would make this a great summer? And I think you know, this too, is such a, kids. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I, no, I just wanted to say this is so important when you deal with multiple people, um, and it's a sort of an interesting thing that you know, as you said, you and I do this sort of naturally. I find people have a hard time with it, and I can't figure out why. <laughs> well, because I think what consensus reality tells us, and I certainly subscribe to this sometimes, is if you loved me, you'd know. or if you love me you would know what I need or I don't you know I I don't deserve to get what I need or I don't know what I need and this is what I was going to say sometimes about especially younger children or you know maybe even parents you know or maybe even ourselves being able to say you know, what would make this a great summer? And I could see, you know, if no, when Noah was 10 that he wouldn't know the answer, but being able to give some options and saying, mm-hmm. here's what we're thinking. What would make this great mm-hmm. for you? And, you know, mm-hmm. being able to respond to that, I think for some people is enormously helpful. You know, if you think about, I'm going to stereotype here for a minute, but sort of like the you know, the, old, the, the, the grandma in the family. You are not like this, but sort of we're going to stereotype, you know, the grandma who has spent her life doing for others. And this question of what do you want and need, because she spent her summers, you know, cleaning up sand tracked in from at the beach cabin and cooking for everyone, mm-hmm. you know, having this kind of conversation might be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And odd and it's a new neural uh-huh. pathway <laughs> so and i think what is yeah. interesting about this is that once you get that conversation going and people realize you're not talking about you know uh the the form like the place to go to the restaurants to go to the hotel to stay in but you talk more about connection and ease and freedom and fun and whatever once they get that they, I, is my experience. You can't shut them up because it's like, oh, <laughs> and I want this and I want that, and this yeah. would feel so good. So I think there's something well, we tap you know, into. We yeah, have go to ahead. get the flow going. No, I think sometimes we <laughs> have to get the flow going. 
And I wanted yep. to make one more point, and then I think because it's summer, we'll wrap up and talk a little bit about what's coming up with the above. But the other point is that it's not that form doesn't matter. But I think about, you know, Ursula and I, we travel a lot for Be Above. And, you know, one of the places we just have the, the real privilege of going is to China. And we just, uh, our Chinese partners and students are amazing. But one of the things that we say to each other is, okay, what's the experience we want? Mm-hmm. In, in often thinking about in terms of where we stay, okay, we want to, you know, we want ease. I want to feel healthy. That's an issue for me. Food is an issue challenge because I have a lot of food allergies. I want to feel safe. I want to feel like it's, I want to feel well rested. So we look at all of those things. We align on them. We, there may be things Ursula wants that aren't as important to me, but it's important because she wants it and vice versa. Then we say, okay, so what's the form we need? Apartment, not hotel, needs to have two bedrooms, needs to be within 10-minute drive to the training space. All of those things are important. And the same is true when you're, you know, designing a vacation or whatever. The form, it's not that it's not important. It's that we want to let the experience drive it. And when we do, this false expectation of hoping that our needs get met feeling stressed out or understimulated, all of that starts getting aligned. And I think we end up with having a more above-the-line summer is really what we want for all of you and us too. Yes, yes, absolutely. So the, you know, the question we want to leave you with is think about what is the experience that you want, the, the experience, the feel, that you want today, this week, for the rest of July and into August. And then when September comes, the question doesn't stop. It's the same one. What's the experience <laughs> I want stops. as the kids go back to school? It never stops. Mm-hmm. Then the first snow What's the arrives. What, yeah. What's, What's the experience we want, want for that? Christmas? What's the or yeah. Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate? Yeah. What's the experience I want every morning as people are getting ready to go to school and work? What is the experience I want, and therefore what is the form we need? Um, but let mm-hmm. the experience really, really drive. And I love how you say it. No, it never goes away, and it helps us, I think, have the above-the-line lives that we're really wanting. The other thing I wanted to say is, you know what, even if you've got stuff planned for your summer at this point, you know you're going to the cabin with your in-laws or you know you're going, I've got a friend who's going to a wedding in Tuscany, you know, you can still, even though it may feel set, well, I don't know, it's too late to ask that question, Uh -uh -uh uh-uh-uh-uh, what's the experience I want? How do we want to feel? You can keep asking it up to the, you know, at every moment. Yes. I mean, that's that's how you and I choose where we go to eat, or if they're going out yeah. to eat even. I mean, yes. if there's something as yes. simple as that, it's like, well, what is the experience we want? Do we want to go out? Do we want to stay in? Do we want to have, you know, fast, uh, quick salad food, or do we want to linger? I mean, that's all about experience, yeah. and then the form sort of will take care of itself. Um, so, yeah, that's a really, really good point, and I think a really good assignment, including for me, because I have been on my own in the camper for two weeks, and my husband will be returning on Friday. So this is a really good Ah, question for me to ask ask myself and him. Now you're back. Now what is the experience we want now that you have returned? 
um, now that mm. we're back together again and we are having to share the camper again and I'm not just, you know, doing whatever I want, um, so it's a good question uh, for me to remember to ask. Well, and that kind of leads me into what's going on with the above. And one of the things that we have started doing, you know, I think about how we spend our lives in relationships. Ursula and I have a business partnership. I'm in a romantic partnership. Ursula is married. I have a son. She has two daughters, you know, 1.9 grandchildren, <laughs> the rest <resident. laughs> soon to be soon to be two. You know, we all have a myriad of relationships around us. And so we have we have put together something we call the Seven Levels Human Relationships Program. We are doing it in Minneapolis uh, this September. September. Is it the 9th and 10th? September 9 and 10. Yes. September, September 9, 9 and 10. 10 in Minneapolis. You can come by yourself and learn skills to work on any relationship. You can come in a partnership of any kind, a family relationship, friendship, business partnership, or romantic partnership. It's very non-confrontational. You do not have to air your dirty laundry. We just give you tools for deepening and living more above the line in your relationship. So that will be in Minneapolis, and then we are also doing it in San Francisco in December. So yeah, it's on our website December under nine, seven December nine and December nine and ten oh. as well actually. Strangely oh, enough. Oh, cool. Strangely enough. So join us in one of those. We did our first one in June, and it was just it was really um, rave reviews. People, uh, it was just a new way of looking at this. We bring in neuroscience. We bring in the seven levels. It's fun. Um, people said it just absolutely deepened, deepened their awareness, deepened their relationships in a transformational way. So that's kind of a big thing we have cooking. If you are someone in the field of human development and you want to be more effective, you can come out to Santa Fe next week. We are doing our seven levels human development program. We are in a number of cities and countries doing our advanced coaching program. September, we're in uh, both Minneapolis and Norway. We're in China doing some stuff in August. Uh, We are in uh, Los Angeles and Connecticut next year. So we got lots going on, and we, you know, there's something for everyone, whether you're a coach, whether you're someone who works with human beings in some kind of development way, or whether you're just a human. We have something for everybody, and we vastly prefer to be with you in person. So please come and join us. Yeah, and all the information you will find on our website com, and if you have any questions you can also reach me it's Ursula at theaboveleadership.com if you have any questions about our programs or you just want to find out more or connect in some way just don't hesitate and send me an email um, and so the experience Sounds I great. want for all that is ease and fun and freedom and joy and groundedness and connection so I am intending that for all of you, everyone who is listening. Yes. I love that, too. I mean, ultimately, I think that that's what having these warm summer days means to me is this time that it's a way, you know, it, it seems to draw for connection, connection with each other, yes. connection with nature, connection with our inner child. 
So whatever the experience that you're wanting, um, go have that and know that you are loved by Be Above Leadership, and thanks for listening. Yes, thanks, everybody. Okay, and thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Ursula. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.